0: You're listening to episode 56 of the Broken Glass Podcast, branding, marketing, and pivoting your career with Diane Foy. You're listening to the Broken Glass Podcast, a podcast with a mission to highlight women in the music industry through their stories, from their successes to their trials and tribulations. We'll share tools and resources available to you to make your music dream job come to life or to start that business you've always wanted to own. But most of all, you'll be a part of the Broken Glass community, where we support and encourage each other and open the doors to working in music. I'm your host, Christy Jacobson, entrepreneur, music lover, wanderluster, and dreamer. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Broken Glass podcast. Today I have Diane Foy with me. She is a publicist, podcaster, and a creativity and marketing coach for musicians and actors. Welcome to the podcast, Diane. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to hear you have a really cool career. You do a lot of different things and I really want to kind of unpack all of that but let's just kind of jump right in and, and just talk about what you're doing right now.
1: So right now, um, or at least the last few years, I've I'm mostly coaching artists and musicians and actors on how to succeed in the arts. And there is a lot of branding, but there's also a lot of, you know, what's your vision goal setting, let's figure out where you want your career to go and then figure out how we're going to get you there. And, um, so I've been doing that and it kind of started from my publicity. So I've been a entertainment publicist for 16 years and because I work with a lot of Indies, just starting out or they just don't have their stuff together now and and publicity is getting harder and harder to get press unless you're a celebrity and so i would get artists they come to me because they think okay i need a publicist i have a new single video i got a part in a tv show whatever i need a publicist but then these days you need to have a professional brand. You need a good story. You need good photos. You need to have social media activity. You need a following and they won't, they don't necessarily have all that. So I'd have to kind of turn them down. And so coaching that when I discovered that it's like, oh, now I can help you. I can coach you and get you ready. So that when I'm done with you, you'll be a publicist
0: dream. <clears throat> that's awesome. And I think that's, I mean, like you said, there's so much to being an artist today. It's not just record an album, you know, get a deal and then, you know, go off and tour or whatever it is. There's just, and and there's new social media platforms every day. Like I find out, you know, I think someone mentioned Twitch the other day and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> What's Twitch? <laughs> you know, and there's just, there's just so many pieces to their career and I think, you know, like you said, it's just, and if you're, if you're not, I mean, you know, some people aren't necessarily business minded. Some, some people are business minded, but they might not be, you know, great at the branding part. There's just, there's so much to it that you really need to break it all down. Right. And just see what there is. And I think that's really cool that that's something that you offer to build them up to that point where now, okay, now, you know, we can, you know, be, we can, publicize you we can you know really get your album or your single or whatever it is that they're working on out that's that's really cool that you do that so you have to stand Um,
1: out from yeah i you know i say okay so what is it that you're presenting besides okay yes your music's great but (laughs) (laughs) yeah from an outsider point of view you are yet another singer songwriter with a new song who cares? You're however many of them are releasing a new single every day. And so you have to figure out and everyone has a story. There's something interesting about everyone. And a lot of the work I do in the coaching is okay, let's figure it out. Tell me your stories. Tell me what you're how you got into this, all this. And and we'll find the interesting things about you and bring them out and share them. And so sometimes that's a pushing comfort zone too, because a lot of artists just want to do the art. And, you know, even though you would think that a lot of performers are extroverts, there's still a lot of them that are introverts, and they don't, they don't, you know, it's pushing their comfort zone to even share their story. So it's a lot of internal work that goes into it to figure out what you're comfortable putting out there, but also, you know, creating that story and putting it out there and making an interesting bio and showing, like, it's all about figuring out who you really are and then presenting that to the world in the various forms. Like, you may put all of yourself into your songwriting, but you also have to open up in your bio and your photos have to... embody all that you are and so it all these little things add up to people being interested in you and like without that your music doesn't get heard
0: yeah and you you look at artists today and they've you know you can clearly see a lot of them there's like a theme going through and and their brand and and who they are and what they represent and I think for me you know too it was really important I read um, Simon Sinek's um, start with why yeah and to really understand why it is you're doing what you're doing It all comes down to
1: that. Yeah. Um, I coach on that as well and and you know I have a podcast as well, and I usually end it with, "What is your why?" And some guests go, "I'd love to tell you if I knew what you're talking about <laughs> other times and other people go, "Oh, I love it." That's dope. I totally know. Right. Yeah. So that's always fun. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, it's so important to know why you're doing this and your motivation and what are your core values and then putting that out in the world. And then when the hard times come, if you're not very clear on what your motivation is, it's just so easy to quit because a life in the
0: arts, it's not easy. No, not at all. I've. You know, I've been in the music industry for, well, full time for a little over five years and even just then it's, I've, I've, I have had, you know, the corporate job, but, you know, I watch, you know, I live in LA, so I see it, right? I see people and I see friends and colleagues trying to make a, a career out of their music and, you know, especially right now too, right? It's, it's a very different scene than it was six months ago. Yeah. Or, I mean, well, I guess more than, more than six months at this point, we're in August already. Um, but, you know, beginning of the year, it was completely different. We were going out and playing shows and, um, you know, being active in the communities. And it's, I think a lot of people had to really sit and think, you know, what is their why so they could pivot, you know, how, how am I going to reach my audience? What am I going to do? How am I going to keep doing this as a career? So it's definitely been an interesting space. Have you, have you come across that with, with artists you work with really trying to figure out, okay, now how do I shift all this? Um, yeah,
1: because, um, you know, it's basically what I've been encouraging them to do. And now they were forced to do it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, you know, yes, you can take your time when there's, you know, you want to hide behind your comfort zone, but you know, in this time, okay. You ha- and I, I try to encourage them and go, this is, you know, it's horrible what's happening in the world, but it's also a huge opportunity. Mm-hmm. Now's the time. If you are putting it off, you know, now's the time to really figure out what your online image is, how to put yourself out there, build your following, do all that groundwork that I coach on, and we'll set you up to that when live shows start happening again are going to know who you are so like this year has actually been an amazing opportunity for a lot of people you know i've I've known friends that have started new businesses out of it um whether it's you know my friend making masks and you know other people you know in toronto there was a guy baking pies for everyone and now he's going to be a baker you know it's just like it's forced everyone to kind of figure out new things and then also new opportunities have come up as well so right good and bad yeah, you know
0: yeah i've i felt the same way it's been like you know it it's there are terrible things that have gone on and, and you know you you see what's happening to the economy and to to health and and people's lives but you know those of us who you know have been you know had the opportunity to just stay home and haven't been affected by a lot of that, it's it's really given us the time to think and to see what else is out there and how can we pivot our business, how can we, or is, is this even what we wanna do, right? Like once you, yeah. you know, you could work somewhere and then once you strip away the corporate culture and you're sitting at your desk doing your job, is this what you wanna be doing? Do you actually like the job or was it some outside force? So it's been really interesting to just watch how people have observed and and made changes and you know this isn't really the life i want and how can i you know do something more yeah it's gotten everyone thinking
1: and and yes it really sucks for arts and entertainment because you know my music and actor clients a lot of them had to put their coaching on hold because not only are they not able to go out and perform but their day job side gigs are restaurants and you know all these other side jobs that they do and it's like oh and I get it it's like okay we got to be resourceful we got to figure out how you can make money and uh, hopefully soon people have figured it out (laughs) um gotta find you gotta get think outside the box and figure out how you're gonna make a living in this new normal right now
0: right well I think that's the cool thing about now too, is if this was twenty thirty years ago, it would be a totally different story. But I think now we have so much available at our fingertips online. You know, there's so much you can do to build up an online business. Like you even mentioned, like build your following, um, you know, get your web presence up, right? Yeah. And And whereas, you know, if this was 30 years ago, you know, we wouldn't have any of that.
1: No, it would so all be on hold. <laughs>
0: Yeah, everything would just yeah. be what am I doing now. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely an interesting time and um, a lot of mindset work that we've had to do. And I know you you do a lot with mindset and and, and all that and motivation. Um, I would like to kind of just talk kind of take it back a little bit and just talk about how you got involved as a publicist and, and really started your career in the industry. Like, what what interested you about it? And, and how did you get your start? Okay, so I've had many careers. And um, my why
1: is my whole life, I've just loved arts and entertainment. Like, that's been my passion, but I was like, way too shy and introverted. There's no way I'm going to be a performer. Um, You know, I love to dance, but I would never dance in front of anyone. Um, And so, But I always admired like performers because they were just so extroverted and full of personality. And I always, I guess, wished I could be like that way. And, you know, always another thing is like when I was a kid, I never had a Barbie. My dolls were Wonder Woman and Donnie and Marie and Charlie's Angels and, you know, cool type stuff. And so I knew I always wanted to be around that. So kind of in high school when everyone's figuring out what they want to do with their lives, you know, if you're not going to university and have top, top grades, the counselor didn't really care about you. So, you know, it was like, yeah, go be a secretary or whatever. And I was like so frustrated with the jobs that were presented to me that I'm like, there has to be something more, there has to be something more. And I literally pulled out my Pat Benatar tour book and look through all the different job titles. And I either didn't know what they were or wasn't interested. And then I hit on photographer. I was like, that's it. That's my light bulb moment. I'm going to be a photographer. It wasn't necessarily that I really wanted to be a photographer. It was like, that was my way in to be in the world of entertainment. So high school And I had two years of a very intensive photography program, and I attempted to be a photographer for a while. Um, I'm from Vancouver, and at that time, it was a kind of a small industry. Like, I didn't want to shoot weddings or you know, (laughs) everyday people. Again, I just wanted to shoot. Actors and musicians and models and to to me that's the excitement and if I can't do that I couldn't care less about photography (laughs) I guess you know (laughs) and so I moved to Toronto thinking bigger industry and then I kind of got sidetracked and fell into a makeup career Um, originally I took makeup artistry in school as well to kind of go with my own photography. But uh, then when I needed a job, when I moved to Toronto, I kind of got in with MAC Cosmetics and kind of didn't do photography for a while, like eight years. Like um, I was just, I was pushed into the fashion industry and that was all new and exciting. So it was still creative. I always had so much great training. So I became a better makeup artist, but still even with that retail job, We got to do fashion shows and stuff, but I was still on the side always doing friends and bands, photo shoots, uh, doing their makeup before their shows or video shoots. So again, obviously, I still wanted that, you know, entertainment industry. And so when I kind of got bored of makeup and bored of my day job at Mac, um, because it was getting very corporate and I was like, it's not creative anymore, it's not fun anymore, I don't wanna be here, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I tried journalism and I thought, oh, maybe I'm gonna be a music writer. Did that for a while, I'm like, no, that's not it. And it kind of occurred to me that everything I'd done, whether it was photography, makeup, writing, and from my childhood passion is, I just wanted to be in the entertainment business. And all those things are kind of on the outskirts of the industry. Um, So I'm like, okay, let's go back to school. So I went back and did uh, entertainment management. I kind of figured I'd be a publicist before I went back to school. And I went and visited some publicists and got, you know, some advice. And it just seemed like, you know, Most of them didn't go to school, but, um, you know, kind of to get into the industry, they kind of all recommended that I go to school. So entertainment management, and you learn everything to do with the business side of the entertainment industry, music industry. And in the end, I interned with publicists. And when I finished school, again, because I really didn't want like a real job um, or I think when I was younger, I, I needed that security too. I would not take that risk to give up a full-time job with benefits. And, mm-hmm. but I, it was kind of, I hated my job so much. I went back to school and when I finished, it was like, now what? I just kind of started my own company cause it's not like there's a lot of jobs in the music industry now, let alone back then. And, um, I knew I didn't want to work for a label or I don't know. So I just started doing publicity for friends bands and I got some good stuff right away, which got the industry in Canada anyways, interested in me because I was a new publicist actually getting front page of the star, the, you know, I was getting great stuff. And so they're all like, come here. And, um, Uh, so then they started hiring me. So it happened pretty fast. Like within six months, I was I was good <laughs> making a living. That's awesome. Yeah, and you know, oh, but then a life, you know, in the arts, it's a roller coaster. So mm-hmm. then that was that's the that was just the beginning of sixteen years of roller coaster <laughs> of really really busy then nothing, really really busy then nothing. And then the nothing, it's like, do I need to go get a real job now? That, you know, it was no, it wasn't an easy ride for me and it still isn't, but you know, but obviously I know my why. And it
0: mm-hmm.
1: and publicity, I, I guess I was doing that for 10, 15 years. Um, but maybe about five years ago, I, I, I was, again, wondering what's next. You know, again because publicity was getting harder and harder like it was actually easy for me to get um indie bands that didn't really have a lot going on press when i started and then you know 10 years later oh no you know (laughs) unless you're a big name and you're touring nonstop, it's i can't get you press so i wasn't enjoying that anymore and so i was kind of searching again i i went through a period of time where i was looking for a real job in pr or whatever that you know it didn't work out because i think ultimately i didn't want it but i you know drifted and uh there was one year i just decided to do kind of go in any direction i didn't really have a plan i decided i wanted to give up my company my company was Skylar entertainment that was my pr publicity company for 10 years and And I always, I did do photography and other things on the side, but I would have like a separate website, separate identity for everything. And no one really knew I did all these other things. And it was hard to maintain. And it's, you know, so I just decided I'm going to put everything on dianefoy.com. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do publicity. Maybe I'll do more photography. Maybe I'll do who knows what else. I was designing jewelry. Maybe I'll do that. You know, I was just kind of putting everything on diamploy.com. Everyone told me it was a
0: horrible idea. <laughs> no, you can. It do really that. worked. I mean, yeah, I mean, you've got such determination and I really admire that, you know, you you know, things got hard and you still pursued what you wanted to do, you know. And yeah, you I gotta think go, that's really okay, awesome.
1: This is not working out. Okay. How can I figure it out to do right. How do I make it work? And that's I guess what I've always done. It's like you just keep going. You just keep going. And you know, I in that year of searching, I in the end I discovered coaching and I was like, oh light bulb moment. That's it.
0: Yeah. And you can take all your experience as a publicist and and yeah. you know, even working through your own mindset and figure out your why and your goals and then really, you know, influence the the musicians and the actors that you're working with now.
1: Yeah. And I can say from experience, it's like I totally get it. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I understand the creative mindset. I took I took create not just coaching, I took creativity coaching, which gets into the psychology of the artist's brain. And uh, so I, I totally understand and I was a DIYer. I was a go with the flower. I was not a goal setter. I, you know. <laughs> and but I fig I I say that, you know, I've I drifted for many years because I was a go with the flower. And because I'm multi-passionate, I would get a new idea and go down that path for a while and then get s- distracted about something else. And you know, <laughs> I can't really be <laughs> successful when you're kind of all over the place. And I had amazing experiences, but I kind of just fell upon them. It's not like I thought well, I want this. Okay, let's roadmap it how to get there. I just kind of kept going. And along the way, I've had amazing experiences. But with the coaching has helped me too, is that now I have dreams and I know how to get there. And I have coaches and mentors showing me the way. And that's amazing. And that's what I try to tell artists now. It's like, I totally get it. DIY, figure it out. But it's just going to take you so much longer and that's the amazing thing about coaching and having coaches is that they've already figured it out (laughs) so and it's also coaching not consulting there's a million consultants in the entertainment industry will tell you all the things that you need to do but it may not be the right path for you and coaching kind of digs deeper and says well this is you know my advice or this is you know a path but you also have to figure out what fits for you and be authentic you know a lot of artists hate the words branding and marketing and for a while I wouldn't even use those words and uh, so that was a challenge for myself too is to, to turn all the marketing speak into human you know right. but then it's harder <laughs> to, then it's harder to describe what I do and that's why I've changed titles so many times um, but and uh, Creativity coach is, you know, one of the many things I trained in, but most creativity coaches just kind of, it's like a life coach for creative. So it's not really telling you about the promotion, PR, branding stuff I could do. But then marketing coach seems so marketing, business, (laughs) serious, (laughs) not fun. (laughs) And so now I'm just going with creativity and marketing coach because, you know, The two of them combined might sound a little bit (laughs) better than, you know, just marketing or just life coaching. It's like, right no, And also even the way I describe what I, what I do and help artists with has changed and, uh, to saying, I will help you with your personal brand or your marketing. Again, artists want to run away right. from that. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's I finally came up with, you know what? I help you build confidence, get known, and achieve your goals. And that kind of covers it all because we'll figure out what your future vision is. We will do the goal setting and break that down. We will figure out, your core values, your why, limiting beliefs. What what why have you not gone after what you want or what is standing in your way? Okay, let's tackle that. So there's a lot that goes into it before we even get to that marketing part. And oddly, right. aud- 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 even with the coaching, a lot of artists still want to actually skip that and go straight to, but no, I want to do social media and I want to do more,
0: I want to do the <laughs> yeah. marketing and I want to do the publicity. And it's like but you don't know what to say yet (laughs) right yeah and i've found that you know for me i've I've kind of gone down that same kind of path where i'm like oh that looks cool let me try doing that (laughs) let me let me try doing that now right and you know it's it's for me in the last six months too it's been really once i set those goals okay, now I know what to say on social media. Cause you know, you go back, you know, to previous before, you know, your goals and it's, it's like, okay, what, what are you, what are you, who are you targeting? Who, what, who do you, what are you saying? Right? Like, what do you want them to, to, to do? You know? And I think that's the same way with artists too, is if you don't have that, that base, you know, what are you talking about? Who are you trying to reach? Yeah.
1: And that's how a lot of artists I think do get sucked into becoming I guess their brand it's not really them you know especially if they get into the if they do get signed by a label and they're really young and then all these people that know what they're talking about is kind of telling you what to wear and what to what your story is and it's just not you or what kind of songs you're going to do you know and it's easy to get sucked up in that when you haven't done this work and really known what who you are And so that's why it's important to really get to know, okay, when the first kind of phase is figuring that out who you are and then figuring out, okay, who are you talking to? Then you kind of start getting into the marketing a little bit, but it's, you know, it's, it's uh, researching who is your ideal fan and who are they really? Not just a, oh 18 to 35 and <laughs> who likes this no 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 you need I get them to get right down to okay what's their name how old are they what do they do for a living you, you know it's like yeah
0: what are that they way passionate when, about and yeah all that yeah
1: who are their other favorite artists and that mm-hmm. way when you are writing your bio when you're talking on in media interviews when you're posting on social media you know exactly who you're talking to it's that one or two people that you've narrowed it down and you'll still attract all kinds of other people, but it just makes it, once you kind of know who you are and who you're talking to, it just makes everything so much easier of when you go do a photo shoot, you know, you want to go, a lot of times people go into a photo shoot, they don't really have a plan. I need new photos. Okay. <laughs>
0: you <know>? Um
1: <laughs> But if you can go in and talk to the photographer and go, okay, so this is my brand and this is who I'm talking to. This is my image. This is the type, these are my brand colors. These are the kind of colors that look good on me. This is what I'm going to bring out of it. And then these are the types of photos that I want the final image to kind of have that vibe. Then you're going to come out of the photo shoot with photos that you actually love and want to share and really represent who you are it's just right. one of many things that how important it is and then it, everything's just comes easier once you know all that
0: yeah I, i've been there too i did a, a photo shoot with someone last last year for my business and i was like i i don't know what i want <laughs> she's like yeah. okay go to a pinterest board find pictures on you know and, and really you know figure out you know you know not necessarily color scheme but just like what do you want to show you know, and, and and I had to really sit and think about it. And I was like, oh, you know, I, I just thought, okay, she's going to come and take pictures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, so that really opened my eyes to the whole, okay, really understanding, you know, okay, where are these going? What am I doing with them? Who am I speaking to? And it it was, it, it turned out pretty good, but I had to go do all that work. And, and that, you know, yeah. it's just interesting to be on that other side and, and to, to you know, really dig even deeper into who you are and what you want to show and who you're reaching and what they're passionate about. And, and, you know, it's, it's just an interesting, it was, it was totally different for me. Um, so it was really cool. And, and I think a lot of artists, yeah, like they, they just, okay, we're going to go do a photo shoot. Um, I have a, a, fr- a coworker and he has a band and I've been really impressed with them because they are, they're doing the work. Right. Like I've seen other people who started bands and then it's like, you know, two months later they're done or, you know, they're, they struggle with all of this, but I've been really impressed with their following all the, you know, these are our goals. This is what we're doing. This is who our audience is. You know, this is, you know, our, our plan, you know, and they we we joke, they're like, you're going to be rock stars, (laughs) but they are because they're doing all this. Right. And you have to have
1: that, never give up. And that's why you got to know your why, because it's not going to be an easy road. Sorry. And, you know, and if you go, oh, but I get a lot of ours. you know, they'll say, oh, but so-and-so didn't do that and they were successful or so-and-so didn't do that. And they got on Pitchfork
0: or one of the big, you know, blogs. And it's like, but it's the exception, not the rule. Right. (laughs) But and two, you know, you don't know what they did behind the scenes too. Yeah, Unless you you're don't friends know the with them. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unless you're best friends with them, you don't yeah. know that kind of work that went into it. It might look like it's an overnight success story. And, you know, like you said, there are exceptions. Some do, you know, all of a sudden, you know, make it big. But, you know, there's a lot that goes on. You know, even for me, people say, Oh, you know, how did you get to that? And I'm like, I had a lot of work that I did last year with all that with the mindset and,
1: yeah, and really
0: getting myself to that place. Like, yes, this is where I'm at now, but you know, you got to do the work to get there,
1: yeah. And it's not easy, it's, it's a, you, everything's a marathon, you know, mm-hmm. for, and I totally get it. We all want to skip things, even stuff I'm working on now. It's like, okay, can I know this already? Like, <laughs> yeah. but you know, I could skip all the steps and jump right in, but it's not going to give me the long term success. Right. You know, and so during this time, I've been really concentrating on building my own following. And I have coaches showing me the way about social media. And, you know, really, I'm posting every single day on Instagram. And now I'm posting every single day stories and it's like it takes that commitment that you're going to and you do it in steps like you can't do it it's overwhelming if you think of all the million things you need to do you have to kind of okay what's the focus what's the priority and just pick one thing and say every day for 30 days you're going to do this commit to it whether it's posting every day on socials whatever whatever it is commit to it And once that is kind of on autopilot, it's all about building systems, Mm -hmm. you know? It's, you know, once you develop the habit of something, then it's easier to move on to that next challenge, you know? So now, you know, I'm posting every day and my next challenge will be video, which I've been putting off. (laughs) Same here.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's, um, I read this summer, I read um, Atomic Habits by James Clear and The One Thing by Gary Keller. And those kind of fit right into that, like, building habits, um, you know, just taking it one step at a time, right? It's like, what's the one thing, you know, you can do today, this week, this month, you know, this year, to build up to your, you know, five, 10-year goal, whatever, whatever your goal is, or however, you know, when you want to reach it by. And then you know, I, I thought they were you know they are two totally separate books, but they really I read them one after the other and they really fit in with each other because it's all about habit building, right and and making a change for one little thing right now and then you can build off of it, right? And so that that just reminded me when you said that it's like those two books, um, I would re- highly recommend to anybody and they're easy reads too. like I know a lot of people like, oh, business books, oh you know, development <laughs> books, but they were really good. And, and, and I really, I got through them really quickly and enjoyed reading them because it was all actionable steps that you can take to, you know, whatever your career is, whether it's music or acting or something else, entertainment, or you've got another creative business, you know, and how can you build these habits and, and better manage your time? Cause it is overwhelming. You know, like you mentioned, you know, I think about my Instagram and it's like, okay, you know i'm i'm at the point where i need to start building a better habit with that right and you know it's just taking it one step at a time you know and and i think that you know you're you've definitely done it the right way just really building up you know as you go along
1: yeah and like i've always been social media and when i first started doing publicity i was it was an interesting time because the most publicists we're not embracing the online world and blogs and things like that. And to me, that just made sense. If I'm promoting a band, right? Like, yes, I'm going to pitch the, the big newspapers and magazines, but why not pitch these blogs too? And why not promote on social media? And I just kind of did that. Not Mm -hmm. every, most publicists were not doing that at that time, you know? And so they resisted it and, you yeah, know, that's probably why I got um, a lot of jobs right away. It's because I was doing things a little bit differently.
0: And right. And you were. Technology. Yeah. Finding where the audience is. Yeah. yeah. You know, because, you know, especially for, you know, if it's a younger audience, you know, they're not looking at newspapers anymore.
1: No. So, you know, why are we gone. chasing that?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that, that's interesting. You know, you, you've really. um you know, it seems like you've really been able to see what's coming and, and pivot and 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 do things differently for Oh my gosh, for a successful career. Yeah, <laughs> can't talk today. <laughs> um, yeah, so I kind of wanna. Um, this podcast we really talk about. Um, we we highlight women in the industry and their careers. We also talk about some of the things that they maybe struggled with, whether. It's just in the music industry in general because it's such a difficult industry to to really get into or whether it's, you know, gender related or anything like that. So did you ever come across any kind of resistance. I mean, as a woman in the industry or in general and how did you work to overcome that. Um, Yeah, so in some ways it was a
1: bit of a shock to my system because for 10 years before entering the music industry, I was in the fashion industry. And basically, I was surrounded by women and gay men. I loved it. And so, (laughs) you know, it's just open-minded, like it's... And then all of a sudden, I'm going to music industry things, and I was always way overdressed, (laughs) for one. Mm -hmm. Um, But the, the kind of... Straight male chauvinist kind of thing. It was kind of a culture shock to me because I hadn't been around that in so long. Um, right, so it was a bit of a culture shock. And in some ways, I had the advantage because I was a little older. But and you know, I I I was taken a little bit more seriously because I'm a little bit more older, mature. I've had experiences, so I didn't get the automatic you're a girl. So you're a groupie thing. Um, You know, definitely we all get experience (laughs) with that. But I was able to kind of be a a bit more on I'd be (laughs) guys wouldn't feel like they shouldn't say things to me. So I would hear the way they talked about if it was girls that were younger trying to be Mm. in the music industry. And I heard all the talk of like groupie talks. Oh, they're doing this. They're doing that. they're not taken seriously. And it's like, just because she's a female and she, you know, is loving, wanting to do something in the industry, you're not taking her seriously. But if it's a guy, yeah, you all help him out. So in, in some, the male world of the music industry was a bit of a shock to me again, coming from, you know, the fashion industry. Um, So it was, you know, in some ways annoying um, (laughs) to be around that and just kind of seeing how younger girls were treated made me uncomfortable with that. And then, but then, yeah, it's a male world and it's like you either, yeah, are not taken seriously, you're the groupie or you're a bitch. And, you know, I, it was interesting kind of seeing the different jobs, you know, most publicists were women, but most, you know, tour managers were men. And Mm -hmm. well, a lot of the jobs were men. And if a woman was in there, they were known as the bitch.
0: (laughs) Right. Um, I've heard that from a lot of people too, you know, that, that, you know, if they stood up, it was like, oh, you're, you know, up for themselves or for someone else. It's like, oh, well, you know, you're, you're the, like you said, you're the bitch, right? Yeah.
1: And if um, you're successful, well, obviously it's because you're sleeping with the band.
0: Right. Oh, it's it's <laughs> just crazy. And and it, it makes me really appreciate, I think you and I connected through Music Biz Besties, I think possibly. So. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. And it, it makes me appreciate those kinds of groups, right? Where women are coming together And collaborating and connecting, and you know, how can I help you? How can I highlight you? How can I, you know, what can I do for you? And 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 just, you know, trying to create a a better environment.
1: Yeah, and especially in the in the last few years with the Me Too movement, it's Mm -hmm. like we're all talking about, you know, all the different we're being more open about Mm -hmm. all the experience we've been through, and and we admit that we didn't stand up for ourselves or other people it's like you know the woman gets you know attacked by this guy but he's big and powerful and if she speaks up then she's gonna be you know blacklisted she's not gonna be in the career um so there was always that fear or you needed to either try to be one of the guys or if you weren't then you were the groupie And so it was like, we're all trying and so sometimes we would play into that being flirty thing and do and putting up with a lot of harassment that Mm -hmm. we shouldn't have um, Because it was just so accepted. You know, it was just part of the what the scene. You just did it. You did. If the harassment, it was just part of it. You didn't even think of it as Wrong half the time because right. it's just what but he's just kind of got used to it and yeah it's like yeah. that is what it is and now especially as we get older and with the Me Too movement it's like mm-hmm. now we're now we will be ball busters <laughs> right <It's> like <laughs> if you try to do anything we're gonna be on you we're yeah you know we're not putting up with this shit any longer yeah and so there is a bit of a reckoning but yeah. it's also you know I'm older. So it's, and I've experienced a lot. So it's easier for me to do it than some 19 year old just trying to get in the industry now. Right. It's, it's sure. not, it's all, it's not going away. So the harassment and things is still going to be a mm-hmm. part of it. There's still going to be producers that try to take advantage and, you know, and it's up to women mm-hmm. to set boundaries. You know, if you are a young female artist and uh, producers saying, you know, um, come to my studio late at night. Um, it's either no or you bring someone. You right. bring Yeah, you don't
0: don't go alone.
1: Yeah, you bring and and I've ha- and I've heard that too with with uh guys in the industry of like, Oh, so annoyed she brought her mom. Well <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I would talk to the mom and the mom would be like, She begged me to go. She doesn't feel comfortable with him. It's like Yeah, it should not even be a question. Of course, you can have her mom there at a photo shoot with a bunch of guys. It's like, but it's just so accepted. And yeah, so it'll changing little by little, but it's still we have to look out for each other.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I like I said, I think that, you know, with with these groups that are, you know, on on whether they're online, or they're once we can be out in person, um, out in, in, you know, in in the real world, um, having those connections, you know, and if it's, you know, you're not comfortable with something, you know, you're bringing someone, you know, who might be able to help you stand up to yourself and, and and help you get help you get get to where you want to be. So wrapping up here a little bit. I guess, you know, we've kind of talked a lot about different, um, you know, kind of advice and recommendations. But do you have any, any resources or or advice that you would give to, you know, other women or other artists, actors looking to just get started in the industry? Um, I think it's, you've got to figure out what you really want.
1: Um, Because yeah, if there is anything else you want, go after that, (laughs) you know, and but if this is what you want, You have to learn the business, you know. You can't just hide and just do the art. You have to learn the business. Go to music business school, go to business school, go to take entrepreneurship programs. Take, you know, you need to know the business. Um, There's a million books on it and it doesn't even, you don't even have to go and go to some expensive school that costs you thousands of dollars. There are many books. Read you know, especially mm-hmm. in times like these where you, you maybe you have more time on your hands. It's like, I have thrived during this time because, you know, I'm such a quest on knowledge and, you know, I'm happy to take, if I, when I discovered online courses, I took every course that I could
0: find. <laughs> you know? That's how I am um, too. I've got a million going <laughs> Uh it's
1: like audiobooks and million mm-hmm. and borrow books from the library. You don't have to buy them, you know. It's like there's books from the library, there's audiobooks, there's podcasts, there's all kinds of resources. And it's just going to find them and do them. You know, it it's it takes some dedication and uh but there's a lot of free info out there you know, your podcast, my podcast. So many podcasts you just listen to. It's free. There's tons of resources. There's, you know, all a lot of different, um, you know, coaches and consultants that they have free trainings. They have free PDFs, downloads, books, whatever is so much information out there. There's really no excuse not to know the business.
0: Yeah. And the one thing you mentioned earlier, and I, it just kind of reminded me of this now, is, you know, when you were starting your publicity career, you mentioned that you talked to publicists. Yeah. You know, so just that, I think that's another thing, too, is just really finding someone who's doing what you want to do and connect yeah. with them.
1: Yeah. And most of them in music anyways, um, most publicists didn't go to PR school. Um but then, in other industries, you have to have PR school. Right. Um, so you know. But then you can figure it out without going to school. But then school gives you the networking. Mm-hmm. It gets you. Your teachers are all going to be working professionals in the industry, and so it's it sets you apart that way. Um, but even if you don't go to school, you, you know, when I was starting in the industry, I was out. Every night of the week, you know, right. if and you have, you may not at that time probably. I want to go a lot out a lot, but sometimes you don't. But you got to put in the time. So I don't go out as much now, but I've put in the work. I've done, right. I've paid my dues. Everyone already yeah. knows me. I'm good.
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, what is it? Boots on the ground. You just got to go, you know, if you want to get, a gig out and, at, and get you-
1: if you want to gig at a certain venue you better be hanging out at that venue. Right. If you want to open up for some band, you better be at that band's every show. Like it's all about who you know in relationships. And sometimes people wonder why, oh, that band is getting more, I'm more talented, but that band gets all the gigs. Well,
0: why is that? Yeah. They're going out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. No, that is some great advice. And I completely agree with that. You know, it's, it's amazing what can happen once you open your mind and you start connecting with people and talking to people and the things that just can come your way once you're, you know, um, you have that abundant mindset.
1: Yeah. And a lot of us, like there's a lot of professionals that yes, they're busy, but if you do all the work on your own and, and learn things, then you can come to the professionals with your questions that those books can't answer. Right. But don't be going trying to waste, you know, industry's time by asking a question that you can Google. Right.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's my biggest pet peeve is when people ask me questions like, did you Google it yet? Did you (laughs) did you look (laughs) Google? Yeah.
1: Learn as much as you can on your own. And then you can come to the professionals with educated questions and they'd be happy. Most of the people would just love to share what they've learned and share and help you. Everyone wants to do that, but you have to kind of do you some work too. It's not a free ride.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I guess uh, wrapping up and kind of speaking of uh, free resources, where can my audience find you, connect with you, find your podcast? Um, I don't know if we've talked about the name of it yet. Um, And I'd love to to be able to share them and send them on over to your podcast.
1: Sure. So my podcast is Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive. And I talk to thriving musician, actors, dancers, and industry influencers. Um, So that's a great resource. Go listen to all those episodes. There's many great stories there. And so the website for that is singdanceactthrive.com. I have a Facebook group that you can all join. And that is called Thriving Musicians and Actors. And my other website is dianefoy.com. And
0: on all socials, I am Diane Foy PR. Awesome. I will link to all of those in the show notes so everybody can uh, find you, connect with you, listen to your podcast, join your group. Um, and thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Diane. This was awesome. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Broken Glass Podcast. If you like the show and want to know more, visit www.BrokenGlassMediaLLC.com, subscribe to the podcast, and don't forget to leave a review. Join me each week to hear new stories, learn all about the tools and resources available to you, and get tips for building a career in music. If you're interested in becoming part of a community of supportive women in music, join our secret community on Facebook at The Broken Glass Collective.